Welcome to Day 8 of the 21 Days of Storytelling, featuring The Dragon Collector, Book 1 of the Dragonstalker Bloodline Saga. Today's chapter is entitled, Through the Portal. But how did the portal get there? Why does the dragon dimension exist? The only way I knew how to answer those questions when I was in the process of creating my world was to take what I knew to be true from the Bible and give God credit for creating the Great Rift, which is my dragon dimension. So here's how the origin story starts. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was one large landmass, or supercontinent. The rich oxygen atmosphere allowed mankind to enjoy an average lifespan of 900 years. Insects grew larger and lived longer. Four-legged animals like quagga, snow tigers, and mega bears roamed the Asian area. Mighty beasts like dinosaurs and the most feared, most respected, most speculated about The mysterious band of dragonstalkers ruled the regions to the south and west of where mankind resided. Mankind settled in the Middle East, all spoke the same language, and as generation after generation was born over the span of 1,556 years, they grew more and more corrupt. Their sinfulness and selfish desires turned them away from the God who created them until only one righteous man remained, Noah. Angered at man's defiance, God sent judgment on the earth, but not before giving a hundred-year warning. While Noah and his family built the ark, gathered representatives of every species of every animal, and warned their fellow man, none repented. So all except Noah and his wife and their three sons and sons' wives perished in the worldwide flood. So powerful and devastating was the flood that it caused the supercontinent to break apart. The rains that fell for 40 straight days also changed the atmosphere. With the decreased levels of oxygen in the post-flood world, God knew many of his animal creatures would not be able to survive. So in the great rift between the Americas and Africa and Europe, he created a new dimension, a dragon dimension, a safe haven for his animals. The extinct animals of the post-flood Earth would reside here. But how do humans get through the portal? Listen in to find out. Welcome to a special storytelling edition of Published Before College, the podcast with short and snazzy shows that teach creative kids how to think like an author, build confidence in their creative writing skills, and take ownership of the publishing process. I'm your host, D.K. Drake, author of the Dragonstalker Bloodline Saga. During these 21 days of storytelling, I'll be reading you snippets of The Dragon Collector, book one of the Dragonstalker Bloodline Saga, and sharing behind-the-scenes insider secrets along the way. In The Dragon Collector, 15-year-old Javen believes he is simply an ordinary orphan abandoned by his mother at birth until he is whisked away to another dimension and his destiny as the chosen one from the Collector bloodline is revealed. Armed only with an ancient weapon, a trio of old advisors, and his determination to win, Javen is soon caught up in a dangerous battle for the throne. Now his choices could save, or destroy, the people and dragons of Xandador, including the mother who just met. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. You are now entering the land of Xandador. Chapter 5. Through the Portal The lack of oxygen during the abrupt night flight left Javen feeling woozy when Skylark dumped him on a sandy shore beside Esmeralda. He coughed, rubbed his chest, and looked around. He couldn't see Kenton and Silverspike, but thanks to the low tide and bright moon, he could make out a fossil reef interspersed with mangrove trees spread out before him. He also noticed the lights of a city skyline in the distance. Where are we? He finally spit out. Is this Zandador? Of course not, Kenton said, approaching from behind. We're in Bearcut Nature Preserve in Key Biscayne. 
That city across the bay is Miami. We have to go through the portal to get to the land of Xandador, Esmeralda said. Right, Javen nodded, playing along. The portal. You'll believe soon enough, Skylark said. How absurd. Silverspike spit a lightning bolt into the sand. Flying with dragons and reading their minds apparently isn't enough evidence to convince the fake-eyed kid that our home is real. Ignore him. He's grumpy because he's still hungry. Skylark lowered her head so that it was even with Javen's. I look forward to someday meeting the dragons you collect. Good luck to you. She lifted her wings, but Javen stopped her from taking flight. Wait, aren't you coming with us? Not this time. We're wanted creatures in Xandador. It's too dangerous for us there until you win the throne. Right now, I need to help Silverspike hunt, or his mood is going to become unbearable. If that happens, I'm never going to get any sleep. Skylark bowed her head as she wrapped her tail around Silverspike's tail. Farewell, young collector. With that, both dragons vanished. Once the breeze from their departure subsided, Kenton spoke. Come, let's get you two through the portal. You're not coming either? I'm an outlaw in Xandador. Keeping my dragons a secret from the Earthlings can be tricky, but living here is ultimately safer for the three of us. Once you win the throne, we will return. How am I supposed to win the throne if you don't teach me how to do the whole dragon-collecting thing? Ravier, my grandson, your grandfather, will teach you. My grandfather? Javen froze at the thought of meeting yet another blood relative. This sudden influx of relatives after a lifetime of loneliness was difficult to process. At least the prospect of meeting a grandfather was believable. Javen still didn't understand why Kenton claimed to be his grandfather's grandfather. Yes, Esmeralda said. He's been expecting us, and we're wasting time here. Let's go. They made their way across the tide pools of the bumpy fossil reef to a lone mangrove tree. Three paces from the left of the tree, Kenton pushed a chunk of fossil about five feet long and four feet wide to the side to reveal a dark hole in the ground. Down we go. Down there? Into the dark, scary hole? That's where the portal is. No way. Javen wasn't about to jump to his death. Or into a trap. For all he knew, Kenton and Esmeralda were human traffickers who wanted him stuck in this cave until they found a willing buyer for a teenage boy. Or they could be using him as a guinea pig for psycho experiments no company or government would ever approve funding for. Uh, You go first. Jump, Kenton ordered. It's not that far down. Javen crossed his arms and sat down. No. Javen, if you don't... Boys, now is not the time to act like... Well, boys. Esmeralda pushed past Kenton and lowered her legs into the hole. Looking directly into Javen's eyes, she said, I expect you to follow me. Yes, ma'am. With a curt nod of her head, Esmeralda jumped into the darkness. Javen heard a thump. Great. That meant it was his turn. I'd prefer to see what I'm jumping into. Javen retrieved his phone from his pocket and turned its flashlight on. Once he could see the ground below, he eased himself into the hole and let go. Where are we? Javen found himself in a cave about twice the size of Storm's stall. Only this space had stone floors and walls with an ominous-looking tunnel at the end of the room to Javen's left. This way, Kenton said, pointing to the tunnel that Esmeralda was already walking toward. Great, Javen mumbled. He never understood why idiots in movies walked unprepared into strange, foreboding places. Now he was doing exactly that, and he was with two people who had yet to gain his trust. He hung his head as he walked toward the tunnel, chastising himself for becoming one of the idiots on the screen he yelled at. With Esmeralda leading the way and Kenton keeping Javen stuck in the middle, 
they descended a steep flight of narrow stairs much farther below ground than Javen was comfortable with. He was starting to feel too claustrophobic to breathe when the stairs dead-ended into a room the size of his twin bed. We're here, Esmeralda said. We're where? The portal room. Javen wanted to point out that they were surrounded by rocks at the end of a cramped staircase with no portal in sight. Instead, he focused on something just as obvious. If this is the portal room, how do the dragons use the portal? They could never fit through that hole we jump through or navigate these stairs. There's a larger entrance to the room from the other side, Kenton said, but you have to do a bit of swimming to reach it. The other side? There is no other side! There aren't any doors or windows or ways for any fresh air to circulate to keep us all alive! So let's be real. Meeting you was interesting and riding the dragon was fun, but there's no portal here. You don't see the portal because it's shielded, said Esmeralda. Shielded? Esmeralda reached in her purse, grabbed a handful of dust, and threw it in the air. The stone wall in front of her vaporized, revealing a much larger cavern filled with light behind the doorway she just created. She walked through and urged Javen to follow. Quickly, the shield will repair itself in less than a minute. Javen couldn't make himself move. What just happened? She threw stalker dust on the invisibility shield to create an opening for us. Move! Just as Kenton guided Javen through the entrance, the shield reformed. Now this is a cool room. The space was easily the size of his high school gym, but much more impressive with its ragged rock walls and smooth stone floors. But the central focus of the room, a colorful octagon glowing on the wall straight ahead, left Javen too awestruck to remember to turn his flashlight app off. He simply stood as silent as a statue shining his light at the octagon that dominated the 20-foot high wall. If you think this is impressive, Esmeralda said, just wait until you see it activated. How do you activate it? By inserting the four types of dragon stalker scales on the dial in the right order using precise timing, turning the dial right three clicks, then left seven clicks, then... Uh, how about you just watch? Good idea. Javen felt like a midget as he approached the glowing wall. Once he was in arm's reach, he could see that the massive octagon was actually a mosaic of dragon scale pieces of varying shapes and colors. On the wall to the left of the octagon was a much smaller circle that looked to Javen like a pie plate with four triangle-shaped slots. That's the circle that captivated the attention of Esmeralda and Kenton. Kenton, she said, the scales. Kenton reached in his bag and retrieved four scales, two white ones and two gray ones. Esmeralda took the white ones first and inserted them simultaneously in the right and left slots. She waited for ten seconds, then inserted the gray ones in the top and bottom slots. After ten more seconds, she turned the dial to the right. It clicked three times. She paused for five seconds and turned it to the left until it clicked seven times. Three seconds after the final click, she pushed the dial in. A low hum followed by flickering scales within the octagon caused Javen to take a few steps back. He wasn't sure if this thing was about to explode or suck him in. Can you read the pattern? Kenton asked. Shh, Esmeralda whispered. I'm concentrating. Javen watched Esmeralda watch the flickering lights on the octagon. He bit his lip to keep himself from asking what she was doing. Whatever it was had her complete attention. After several minutes, she finally spoke. Got it. You're sure? Kenton asked. It's been a while since you've deciphered the code. If you don't get it right... I'm well aware of the consequences, Kenton. Just trust me. What code? Javen asked. What consequences? What's going on? The portal to Xandador is set up in a triangle network, Esmeralda explained. I believe you will here on Earth call it the Bermuda Triangle. 
The network is always on and will take us to North Zandador, which correlates with your Bermuda, or South Zandador, which correlates with your Puerto Rico. But it's not activated until I dial the numerical address of the other end of the portal in Zandador. I have to dial the right number the same way you dial a number when you use your phone. The number is always changing, however, to prevent unrestricted interdimensional travel. Only dragon protectors like myself know how to operate the portal by deciphering the code that contains the current correct number. I have three tries to get it right. And if you still get it wrong after the third try, we'll drown in an acid shower. Javen gulped. That's not good. So it's a good thing I know what I'm doing, as Meralda turned her attention back to the dial. She tapped a grayscale twice, a white scale once, the other grayscale nine times, the other white scale six times, and the first grayscale three times. The giant circle blinked off and on and off and on. Then the lights of the scales began flickering again. Oops. Oops? Javen and Kenton asked together. I know where I messed up. I'll get it right this time. She tapped the scales in the same pattern, but started with a white scale. When she finished, the giant octagon blinked off and on and off and on. And off. The three of them stood in silent darkness for several seconds, until the lights of the scales surged on, ten times brighter than before. The lighted scales began whirling around like a pinwheel. The whirling slowed, and the scales seemed to melt together, creating a watery rainbow in the wall. Esmeralda smiled and hooked her arm around Javen's. Ready to go home? We're walking through there? It'll feel like you're walking through a vat of jello in the middle of a windstorm in the dead of winter, Kenton said. But it's a quick trip. Just keep moving until you get to the other side. Javen swallowed. I'm not so sure about this. You'll be fine. Kenton slapped Javen on the shoulder. Send for me when you've collected your final dragon. Good luck. This is too bizarre. Javen unhooked his arm from Esmeralda. I want to go back to the ranch. You promised me three days, Esmeralda said. So three days is what you're going to give me. She reclaimed Javen's arm and tugged him with her into the watery wall. If you enjoyed today's storytelling episode, but don't want to wait to find out what happens next, click on over to authordkdrake.com backslash insiders. There you can secure your free digital copy of The Dragon Collector as part of the DK Drake Starter Library. But The Dragon Collector will only be included in the Starter Library through the end of these 21 days, so be sure to become an insider by November 10th to get your free copy. In the meantime, I dare you not to dream of dragons tonight. <laughs>